Hey, and welcome to Passion, Persistence, and Red Lipstick, your podcast that gets real and raw about life as a female entrepreneur. We're talking about the crap that no one else is talking about. I'm your co-host, Michelle, along with Stephanie. We are food entrepreneurs that have been through some shit and live to tell about it. New episodes can be found here every Wednesday. We are so excited to bring this to you. Let's jump right in. This is our official episode one. Today, we're talking about uncertain times, and that specifically means right now COVID-19. We're going to share our first thoughts regarding COVID-19 when we first found out in March, along with the rest of the U.S., what the impact was to our businesses, what now seven months later the challenges still are, what the silver linings are, because that's important too, And we'll make some recommendations. I share our real and raw emotional thoughts about the whole ordeal and even make a few book recommendations that hopefully will help you guys this time. I hope you enjoyed this one. So for me, when I first knew that we were going to have some sort of quarantine period, it was a lot of calls and researching on what that meant for the food industry specifically. And so we learned pretty quickly that we were considered essential and still allowed to operate. So for me, the initial was like, okay, maybe this won't be so bad. Um, It's a lot of uncertainty, but I think we're going to be okay. We're still allowed to stay open. And then as like those like couple days passed, pretty much like the whole staff was very panicked, very nervous. Like, are we supposed to be quarantining? We're in here. Is it safe? Does one of us have it? It was like just very nerve wracking. We very quickly had any staff that could work from home, work from home. Me, originally me and our operations person, because we kind of felt like, okay, if either one of us gets it like we're really going to be screwed because we can't go down we need to run the ship and we can't be sick so we both worked from home and quarantined for two weeks and let um, our production staff run things and actually in hindsight that was very stressful for them even though they were amazing sports with it all and did not complain Um, so very quickly our operations manager knew that she had a jump back in and I stayed home and continue to still work from home and I limit my contact with anybody in the office. Um, But for the most part, everybody was sort of business as usual, just having to wear masks and extra cleaning. Uh, Mentally, the first, you know, like I said, the first couple days, I was kind of like, okay, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I think, you know, this things will be fine. And then as we started to see the numbers go up and the quarantine extend, and we started to see this was going to be a bigger thing. um, There was definitely a moment of, I think, just panic and this like pit of my stomach kind of feeling of what is the right call? Do we shut down? Um, And, you know, everybody just collects unemployment. Do we keep going? Do we need to pivot? Everybody's talking about pivot, pivot, pivot. That was like the hot word. So do we need to do that? Are people going to buy bagels? What's going to happen, you know, to the business? Is there 
you know, do we make hand sanitizer? I mean, we literally had a meeting about, should we make hand sanitizer? Should we make masks? Should we completely change the path that we're on? Um, and it's been, I think, tough from the beginning to try to see what is the right decision. So I think the very first emotions were just a lot of confusion and a lot of uncertainty. Um, how about you, Stephanie? Um, okay. So for me with COVID, um, it was a slightly different experience. My first reaction was, oh shit, this was supposed to be our year and now everything we've worked for is gonna fall through. Um, I started following it probably early February. Um, my brother's a physician and he predicted what happened, what was going to happen and it actually happened where I thought he was just being extreme. It turns out he wasn't. Um, so part of our business is camps. And we have been focusing these last three to four years really growing that business. This year, we created partnerships with a huge distributor, with a large buying group, and we were so excited. And went to the camp show beginning of March. A week later, everything closed down. And my partner and I actually thought, well, it's like two or three months that we have until camp season really kicks off. They'll figure this out by then. They'll figure out a cure. It'll be fine. Um, clearly, we were wrong. Um, but yeah, our initial was, we're going to lose all of our food service business. Are we really going to be able to survive this? Our company was not cash positive. We were up to now break even at best. So it was this fear like that everything we've worked for these last five years was going to fall apart, um, which I'm sure a lot of people had the same fear and unfortunately has happened, um, which is so incredibly sad. Um, we did have a grocery component to our business, so we thought, okay, you know, this maybe can keep us going, but then what happened was our largest distributor started limiting the number of SKUs that it would send to the stores, and the stores, because they were limited on what they could order every day, they weren't ordering specialty foods. They were ordering, you know, eggs and bread and milk and core things, paper towels, toilet paper. Um, and then the third trifecta was so many people are losing their jobs. Are they, are, are we even like something that they're going to buy? You know, we're, we're not a, a necessary, we're not an essential and it's a specialty item. So yeah, all of those things like just pure panic after my, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that totally. was, <laughs> that was our initial thoughts is how are we going to, what can we do? You know, yeah. So it's like, what, what is the impact going to be? What is this going to look like? How are we going to move forward? We were supposed to have a really good year. Now, what does that mean for us? Yeah. How do we save yeah. it? <laughs> I mean, I think that, you know, you're right on like the, you know, January and February. So like for me with my business, we were finally getting to profitability, which I'm sure many people you know, can understand that that is such a struggle. And especially in our industry with food, with the small margins and all that kind of stuff. And so I spent eight years trying to figure that out. And I kind of like still don't have it all figured out, but I was getting to that point. We had just brought in an operations person and, you know, trying to afford that salary. And like, we finally, what I felt like we were getting there. And when all this happened, it changed a lot of 
those things. And that's been the toughest because I worked so hard to see our bottom line grow and now it's growing in the wrong direction. And um, so the impact, we'll talk about sort of our next topic, like what has the impact of COVID actually been? So, you know, our first thoughts on what could happen, but now we're in it. Here we are, what, seven months in? Has it been? Six? Yeah, more. Yeah. I don't even know. We're... What's what's today? September. How many September. months? <laughs> so, uh, what is yeah, we're seven months in. Yeah, seven yeah. months. So now, okay, seven months in, what is the impact for me? Um, the impact has definitely been financial for sure. So we have had some losses. We, weirdly enough, you know, April, we had an amazing spike in sales. And so I was like, oh my God, we get to be one of those brands that's thriving during this time because look, it's tough not to be envious of the companies that are doing really well and um, want, you know, want to be that. And so I was like, oh my gosh, maybe that's, maybe that's us. Uh, But that was short-lived so it's fine. But, you know, it was like this weird spike um, of people panicking and going to the store and buying stuff up and our website spiked. And so it was all very positive things, but it was not sustainable. And we sort of weren't banking on it being sustainable because I've learned my lesson on being weight, <laughs> like too optimistic. You know, you oh, you got to... Nope. <laughs> You got to be positive, but to just think that everything's going to be okay is not really the best strategy. So, you know, we were already starting to think of what we could do, but the impact, um, because we had that moment of everything being amazing, the following months, I think were even that much harder for me mentally because they were so much worse. So, you know, we were never at zero dollars. We are, we are super thankful and grateful, obviously, for the sales that we do have. But we're just talking about, you know, our experience, we know it could be a lot worse, for sure. Um, And I still overall feel very grateful and thankful. But having to make those decisions of what to cut, um, who to pay and who not to pay in terms of vendors and who to ask for extensions, hey, we can't make this payment this month. I mean, really just trying to manage our cash flow in those earlier months after April. So in like uh, May and June, you know, just trying to kind of figure out what was going to happen. And then it just being so volatile from week to week, like we'd see a spike and then it was like crickets, like, where is everybody? Are they buying? And having to change uh, some of our strategies, looking a lot more online and selling online. And that has been a great challenge, but it's still a challenge, you know, and, and like trying to change all of those things and, and change our business model a little bit. But we were really impacted because we do a lot of food service. So we sell our bagels to a lot of cafes and restaurants and bagel shops and things like that. And so Still, even now, seven months later, we're only at about 40% of that revenue. And that was a bulk of our revenue. So that has been a a struggle. And we did have our employees uh, take a one week unpaid at the very beginning when we weren't so sure. Um, We also did have them go out for another week, probably, I think it was about last month when we knew we were going to have, well, it was July. Um, when we knew we were going to have a bad month and you know, that, that was tough, but on the flip side, we also uh, ended up 
giving some raises during this time as well, because we realized how critical it was, like the people that we had, how um, amazing and dedicated they are to be in a time like this and go to work and because they don't have the ability to work from home. So that definitely is our sort of impact, the, the sort of good and the bad you know, with it on, on what we're still going through. How about you, Steph? Well, Michelle, I think you actually, before I jump in, for all of, all of us who are entrepreneurs, Michelle and I have both been very transparent. The food business, you basically sell your way to profitability because yeah. the margins are next to nothing. But, you know, that it's always a really tough call. It's like, I'm not making anything as the owner, and I have my bills to pay, but to step back and really say, you know what, I need to make sure I take care of your team, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this later down the road, but that's important to recognize that you have to make those decisions and those sacrifices, and the team, the teams who you work with, especially in small business, they know that you're, you're living probably on less salary than they are. Um, yeah. And they really appreciate that. And the fact that she did that um, speaks volumes. Um, and that's how you, you know, that's how your your team, your staff really knows the kind of person they work for. You know, when you work for a large organization like Giant or Wegmans and they do that, I mean, that's awesome. But it's very different when it comes from businesses like ours. Um, so I just wanted to, I didn't want that to go unnoticed um, oh, thank you. that thank you made you. that thank choice. <laughs> um, for us, after I got through those moments, um, you know, the initial impact is what can we do? How can we say this? You know, fortunately, if something this horrific had to happen, it happened in March, which is having a popsicle business in the Northeast corridor. You've got several months to make your money for the year. Um, so if something this tragic had to happen, at least it was as we were going into our season. Um, if this was October, November, December, we, we definitely would not have survived. Um, so we were fortunate that because we were a food business, um, nobody ever differentiated in terms of essential business between specialty and general food. So we were allowed to continue to manufacture. Um, the first thing, you know, my background is as I mentioned, medicine in the in the first um, intro we did here. So I'm um, very like regulatory based, very dot your I's, cross your T's, process procedure. Um, was used to being regulated by Department of Health. Um, we had all of our ASC certifications. So you know, right away, you know, go to every type of resource that we can find to make sure that we provide a safe environment because our job as owners is to make sure we provide a safe environment for our staff. Um, did everyone like wearing masks all the time? No, but it was something they needed to do. You know, our job was to protect them. Um, so we rolled out all the plans and that's something else, you know, when Michelle and I talked about earlier, like we helped each other, you know, I sent her what I had, she sent me what she had, while we invent the wheel. <laughs> she fortunately, yeah. she and her ops director did a ton of work. So she saved me a lot of time. Um, but, but it was, you know, it was how to provide the safest and most reasonable environment as possible because it still needs to be within reason of executing. 
Um, we were able, because it was we started to get into April, May, our distributors started ordering more. Um, we actually had a miscommunication between one of our distributors, and we were actually off invoice when we shouldn't have been, so we had a huge order from them, so that helps us from a cash standpoint. Um, and then a private label deal that we've been working on for about a year, they finally pulled the trigger on, and that was really our saving grace. Um, and what we thought was going to be the end to us, we actually, you know, were able to make some changes and execute on some things that had been sort of lingering, and and that that's really has what taken a, has taken us to the point of, you know what, I, I think we're going to be okay. Um, Michelle is more optimistic than I. I call myself more of a realist. My, <laughs> my, my partner says I'm a pessimist, but I think it's more realistic. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and as we, brought on, as we brought on staff, so that was something else, we always staff down for the cooler months, and we don't start to staff up until, like, May or June. So we didn't, have, we didn't have that. We had only a couple people, and we were able to keep them on and able to pay them. Um, and we could staff up as, ne as needed, um, which was also a huge help for us. Um, so different set of challenges, but it's, it's really day by day. We, we, we started to research e-commerce and, you know, what can we do and calling people and, you know, just everything and anything um, that we would, you know, do to try to grow our existing business and not completely lose everything. So that was, you know, that was our, our summer. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, so if we talk about a little bit more about what is maybe still some of the lingering challenges from like the overall impact that maybe we're still dealing with, we still don't have figured out like what are we going through right now in this moment. Um, and then we'll touch on the silver linings too, which you started to talk about, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of good that has come from this. So for me, my current state of mind now fast forward, you know, seven months of COVID starting, um, I do feel really blessed personally to have this balance be restored. And I've spoken to many other entrepreneurs and I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about the positives and to be the one to be like, actually, my life's not so bad going through all of this, but I'm going to say it because I think that um, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, some people do thrive in these uncertain times. And for me, what has happened is I am now forced to work from home most of the time um, and be disconnected from my team. And so I've had to get super creative in you know, what I can do to connect with them, but also in just better balance for myself. So I find, and we were talking about this offline, like I'm making more time for working out and eating better and getting more sleep. And because I don't have as many distractions throughout the day with having a, a team all around me. So there's definitely some negatives with all that. I'm obviously not there with them. And so I have a lot of mental like struggles with, is that wrong? Is that right? How do they feel about it? And I try to stay very close to making sure that they understand why I'm not there and that I can drive the business forward better from home than I can sitting in that office panicking and having all the distractions. And I think that going forward, it's actually taught me a lot about being able to work from home as the leader and be able 
um, to get more done with the time that I have. So before I was having, you know, I was working seven in the morning till seven at night, um, very unbalanced. And that was when I was physically at the office and then coming home would still be like catching up on emails because I was in production, you know, naturally just sort of helping with things. And now my team has been able to rise to the occasion and do the things that I'm not there to do. And I think it's given them a better feeling of self-worth and purpose within the company because I'm not there micromanaging all of it. Not that I was a super micromanager, but I was certainly going to help you or help you find the better way to do it. Now you got to find it on your own. And I think there's something great about self-development with that. Um, But I think it's this push-pull because I definitely see all the positives, but I do still have guilt, you know, guilt that I'm here and that they're there making the product. So that's tough. And I, I, I deal with that. And that's still very current and real raw, you know, emotion, but the silver linings of, you know, being able to get the PPP loan through the CARES Act and access to other dollars. Um, you know, we were starting, as I mentioned, to see some profitability, but we were trying to grow this year. So this was our year to move to a bigger facility and take on more growth. And um, we needed money to do that. So pre-COVID, we were really looking. And then right when COVID hit was when a bank said no to me because we were looking to refinance and do some things and get an additional line of credit, stuff like that. And the bank was like, no, we don't know what's going on with COVID. And it was right before the quarantining happened in March for our area. And I was pretty devastated at that point. And one of the silver linings going through this has been access to capital that otherwise, you know, we were struggling to get. And that's been such a blessing because at least we know that we have that money to pay our staff and to continue to push forward. So, you know, all in all, I would say that I'm walking away a better business owner from this and learning how to manage my time better what's really truly important what are all the things that were on the back burner for the greater need that now i have the time to do because i'm not going to tons of sales meetings and i'm i'm able to actually really focus and and work on different strategies it'll be interesting to see this like when things are normal again whatever whenever and you know however that actually means (laughs) yeah but like when it's time to like go back to the office and not wear the mask Um, I think I'm definitely going to struggle with that. I'm not going to lie because I'm getting used to this. And uh, so stay tuned on what happens (laughs) like life after COVID. (laughs) Whatever that new, new life looks like. You know, I actually actually read somewhere that they don't feel that the handshake is going to come back for another three to five years. I don't want to touch anybody's hand. Yes. So, yes. And then I, I also read the new handshake is putting your arms behind your back and nodding your head at somebody. Oh. Yeah, very interesting. Food for thought. Okay. okay. I <laughs> so like for that. Me, I mean, it's different. It's different. It's for sure. I feel like we got to come out with our own, though. Oh, boy. <laughs> Secret, like, elbow handshake, tap, tap. I don't know. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, so for us um, – I, you know, we went right into our season and um, became part of production. And the first, probably the first four weeks um, of quarantine, I stayed in my house, Um, didn't leave, didn't move, um, and did most of my work from home. Um, 
once things started to pick up a little bit at the shop, I went in and worked every day, um, was very cautious. Again, we had a skeleton crew, so we minimized risk. Uh, in the beginning, probably, I, I was definitely, um, you know, the guard for the, the face mask. <laughs> I made sure everyone was wearing it the right way, had one on, and, and like I said, it was getting used to, you know, certain things. Thankfully, we've always been, I mean, from our shop perspective, we didn't have to make that many changes. I mean, other than the processes you had to put down on paper, um, you know, we've always, like you, maintained a very clean facility. We always did deep clean after each skew. We mopped every day. We washed everything every day. I'm over the top with washing my hands as under normal times, as is the staff. So really the biggest change for us was, was the face masks um, and not allowing outsiders into the facility. Um, we only allow essential businesses to come in, like our pest control and commercial dishwashing chemicals. Um, and we still, right now, we don't allow anybody who isn't essential to come into the facility. It's just we're trying yeah. to minimize the risk. Um, in terms of, you know, what we took out of this, and, I mean, we're far from over. I, you know, I think we're still looking at at least another 12 to 18 months of life not the way it was. And I don't think life will ever go back to the way it was. Um, but, you know, for, for us, it's we're heading into our slower season. So now it's the panic is starting to, you know, set in and we're, what can we do? How can we keep momentum going? What new services can we offer? In fact, I just talked to Michelle this morning about being our e-commerce fulfillment center for us and helping us out. Um, so just trying to be creative. Um, yeah. certain, certain things like Michelle, it, as an entrepreneur, you, you look for those little rays of hope and those things that, you know, were positive that keep you going. You can't focus on all of the negative. You'll just become miserable. Um, so for us, you know, there was some PPP, which was certainly helpful. But I'd say the, the greatest gift or the greatest thing that came out of this, other than still being around, because I do consider that a huge blessing for us. Yeah, totally. Um, is that we, we had a mass so much debt over the last five years that we had, you know, like most entrepreneurs, you charge everything, you pay, you know, 23 to 29% interest. I mean, the amount of money we spent and just paying interest on our credit cards each month was insane. Um, but we weren't able to get access to capital because we were, you know, from a financial standpoint, you know, we weren't making millions of dollars and we didn't have a strong P&L balance sheet, but we were able to finally access capital through um, the EIDL loan, which allowed us to consolidate all of our debt, paid a much lower interest rate, and now yeah. suddenly we have cash flow. And that would have never happened um, yeah, totally. during other times. Good cash flow either. So it's it's been amazing to see um, what it has done. If you took a moment to take advantage of those things and to yeah. stay positive and to see, you know, the, the options that are out there for small business in our country. So I think, yeah, man, I mean, we, we could have been a lot worse. Everything and anything, just like you did. And if I saw something, I forwarded it to you and back and forth. And I mean, yeah. we, we probably spent four weeks of our lives just filling out portals and forms. Yeah, I would say that that was things. probably the scariest part of all of it was the uncertainty of are we going to yes. get this money or are we not? Yeah, um, and 
And there wasn't a lot of, okay, this is what you need to do to get this. It was Initially, it was like first come, first serve, and then this, and then all of the portals from the government starts, you know, were crashing, and you didn't know oh, if gosh, it went through yeah. or not. And it was like, oh, but, but it, it really, like, thankfully for so many small businesses, PPP and IDLE came through. Um, obviously, there was a lot of issues with PPP initially, and it not going into the hands who it was meant for, but ultimately when things straightened out, it, it ended up being lifesavers for at least us um, yeah, totally. and allowed us to, you know, carry through. And, you know, I don't want to discount some of the organizations that we belong to that really helped us. Like Michelle and I are both certified women-owned small businesses. We're part of WeBank, um, which is a business uh uh, my goodness, <laughs> it's, it's, a, uh, it's certification, it's the Women Business Enterprise Center, and it, it was sending everything to us, you know, yeah, hey, here's okay. this, and here's that, and try this, and try that. Yeah, and um, I'm part of a lot of manufacturing groups, too, so there's like a Southeastern Pennsylvania Manufacturing Alliance, I'm a part of that group, um, really close with like people in the county that where we are. Uh, the development centers of like our county and stuff. And I feel yeah. like they're, yeah, like having that support system very early on. And it seemed like everybody really did rally around each other. Yes. Um, there were tons of webinars, you know, that and discounted services. Like I yeah. ended up, there, so there's this one book that I'm reading called Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. And he uh, in there talks about another book. So this is one of the tens of books that I'm reading. Um, and it's called, oh my God, what is it called? Eh, smart, smart, pro dang it. Smart. It's by Greg Crabtree and it's like profits, something about profits, simple numbers, simple, simple numbers. Is that? <laughs> you told me about this. Anyway, whatever. Simple numbers. So Yes. Okay. It is simple numbers. Thank you. So okay, <laughs> Dr. So Google said anyway, he, he references that book. So I was in the middle of reading that book right before COVID, like really trying to, I was already trying to kind of rethink my business strategy, really get my bottom line, you know, positive and, and figure all that stuff out. So I was reading that book. And one of the cool things was I was signed up for the newsletter of the guy who wrote that book. He has like an accounting firm. And they ended up doing this like severely discounted cash flow uh, analysis thing that they have that kind of helps you figure out like what are the things that you need to change. It's pretty cool. And without being boring and getting too far into it, what was great was that I was able to take advantage of something like that that was much cheaper that I looked at before. And I was like, there's no way I can justify spending that kind of money. I mean, it was thousands of dollars before. So, um, you know, I mean, I feel like if you took advantage of those things. You weren't like just sort of pulling the wool over your eyes, you know, and, and hiding. But there were definitely a couple of days where I'm like, oh, I, I just can't even work. So I definitely took some time off, like randomly here and there, I would sign off early. Some days like I would need a nap, especially in the middle of trying to apply for everything and just these big decisions that needed to be made. And the uncertainty. And we actually, you know, I forgot about this until just now we had some companies um, that work with us, like some distributors that buy our product that said, we can't pay you because we don't know if we have any money. And that was tough. I, I actually did not account for that as part of our cash flow issues. 
was not getting paid from outstanding invoices because we're, you know, we don't get paid typically right away. We, it's 30, 60 days. Um, so that was very scary. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night very, very panicked because that was before PPP. So we were already, we already needed cash. You know, we were not mm-hmm. in a good spot. So then we're trying to buy our ingredients when we have no money and trying to get them to extend our credit. So it was tough. It was definitely tough. I think like, it's easier now we have the cushion in the bank from these loans. Uh, but you forget how hard it was at the beginning mm-hmm. and how uncertain it was. And I think that in going through an experience like this, I will say the one thing that I felt like this COVID for me as an entrepreneur wasn't mentally the hardest thing that I've been through in these eight years because the whole world is going through it together. Mm-hmm. So there was just this, um, you know, I could, I could call Stephanie and she knows exactly, I mean, we're going through it together. Any person that I'm talking to, we're all going through it, the exact same thing. And so there was tons of things like, like the PPP loan. I mean, look, there were other times when I ran out of money and there was no PPP loan to go and get. I had to, you know, figure it out. That was way more stressful because the world wasn't going through it together. So there's something about that for me anyway, you know, that we're all going through it together. It made it a lot easier to deal with. It obviously made these options come to the table. In the last eight years, there were definitely more moments that made me feel like it was the end than going through COVID. Um, You know, that may be different for somebody who's only a year in business or just starting their business through COVID. But just know that this is not the... Oh, that doesn't actually sound that positive. I was going to say, this isn't the hardest thing that you're going to go through. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, basically, my, my word of encouraging advice is that it gets harder. But then I realized that that doesn't sound that great. But, but yet I we mean, get up and we do it every day. Yeah. But like, basically, it's like, it doesn't get easier. You just get stronger. And it's so true because there has been some shit that we have been through that we will really go into depth about from the very beginning days. Like I was almost sued very early on and almost lost everything, including my recipe. And that was a really scary thing to go through. So like those moments for me still stand out mentally as harder times than what we're currently going through. So Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to be okay. Like I did not get this freaking far to fail now like <laughs> no fucking yeah. way is this gonna happen this is not gonna be the thing no we have sacrificed way too much and given up way too much to to lose now yeah exactly like if I no it's just not it's just not gonna happen and you know look kudos to the people who have said you know what I'm done and I do want to close my doors I am going to go ahead and say that they most likely were on that ledge for a while and that is Mm. fine and this hopefully is the thing that helps them move on and let go because sometimes you are on the wrong path sometimes you're not doing the right business that is the best thing for you but if you know that you're on the right path and this is really what you want then you forge forward and figure it Mm -hmm. out because this is not going to be the thing that does you in so that's my pep talk after basically saying that it's going to get a lot harder (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice. Well, I hopefully you have all found 
us sharing some of our COVID stories helpful. And there's still, um, even though, you know, the initial shock is over from COVID or kind of past us, there are still so many resources out there. So for everyone who is still struggling, do it, you know, reach, look what your local county has to offer. Um, go to the SBA, see what may be out there for you. Talk to your banks. You know, the lending institutions are, are being, you know, definitely a little more um, approachable now. Uh, Google. Uh, for yeah, women keep businesses. Persisting. Yeah, for women businesses, there are so many opportunities out there. Just Google, you know, COVID help for female owned businesses. And there will be all kinds of things that, that will pop up. So the resources are still there. You know, go out there and look for them. If, if you still need help getting through this, you know, we're constantly <laughs> still trying to complete as much as we can to, to ensure that our business survives. Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely not going to be the thing that will break us. It's not going to be the thing that will break you either. We are in this together and you, you so got this. Like, we're, we're going to be fine. We'll definitely do a follow-up though in maybe the next couple months and just to see how we're doing, we'll check in um, because, you know, it's, it's still not easy by any stretch of the imagination, but we will figure this out. Um, all right, guys. Well, look, this has been our first official episode woo, woo, and woo. topic. And so we hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, next week, we are going to talk about trusting your gut. And so still very relevant for the time that we're going through, but we'll talk about some things in our past experiences, moments when maybe we did not trust our gut and shit went wrong. And so we're going to share those fun stories um, and hopefully impart a little bit of empowerment on you trusting your gut and how to do that and feeling like you're not alone when you didn't trust your gut and things went terrible. So this has been your podcast, Passion, Persistence, and Red Lipstick. We get real and raw about life as a female entrepreneur. We're talking about the crap that no one else is talking about. So I would like to say goodbye. I am your co-host, Michelle, and we have Stephanie. Take it easy. We are food entrepreneurs. We've been through some shit and we live to tell about it. (laughs) New episodes are posted every Wednesday. So next week, please check out our Trusting Your Gut episode. So long. Have a good one.